the Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Want to make sure everyone stops by our website, theabstractathlete.com and beginagaintoys.com to check out our new product line. Remember to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Really, really pumped about the podcast today as I get to speak with artist, sculptor, and really all-around creative and former professional baseball player, Blake McFarland. Make sure to follow Blake on Instagram at BM Sculptures and go to his website, blakemcfarland.com. Also, there's a really great recent article in the New York Times that you should go give a read. Let's welcome Blake McFarland. Oh, can you hear oh, me? Oh, there now? we go. There, I got you. Boom. Okay, yeah. My having some mic issues. I don't. Can you? I don't know if it's my computer audio or my mic right now. So, can you hear this? Yep, I got you. Okay, good. Mic's all yeah. good to go. Yeah, cool. I'm just doing a little a level test. Well, brother, thanks for doing this, man. Um, I, you know, appreciate appreciate. It. I know you're a busy guy, taking the time and. Uh, uh, I, I already started recording, by the way, I, I just jumped right in. But for <laughs> me, like, I, I think when we talked the other day, it was like really funny, because um, I had so many people reach out to me about the article that was in the New York Times, because they know what, you know, we're doing at the abstract athlete. And it was like, you know, this immediate thing. And I'd actually, it's funny, because I'd heard, heard or read something about you in the past, um, and it's somebody that I, I always wanted to reach out and then that happened and it kind of re-triggered this. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, Blake, I got to get him on, um, and shit. But, um, but thanks man for doing this. Uh, and I don't, I, when we talked the other day, I don't, I don't even think I even mentioned, you know, the first gallery that you showed at was Vernon's gallery and we have a relationship with him. We, we show his work, um, so it's kind of it's just kind of funny these connections and all that shit. And I'm I'm a former baseball player. And thank you for doing the Brutus Buckeye thing, by the way. <laughs> nice, <laughs> love so, it. <laughs> so, um, but no, dude. Like I, for me, it's like it's really cool to be able to talk to you. A because for me, it's, as a baseball player, baseball lover, I, you know, want to get into that. But the fact that you got into creativity. Um, kind of between seasons, I guess, is the best way to say it. And you said something in an interview that I thought um, it, it really resonated with me. You said something like, still today, I don't really consider myself an artist. Like, and I don't know if you still do that, but I've always kind of felt like I'm an athlete that just makes things. And exactly. I, also, I also think it's a healthy thing, but, but also I want to get into like, um, you know, like your, your creative endeavors now. And like, uh, the fact that you like had a really great article written again in the New York times. And also like, um, you know, like you have this sustainable approach and I don't know if that's something that's embedded in you or how that got started. Cause that's something that in the abstract athlete that, um, that we really pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of our product, my business partner is, has started two toy companies that were sustainable products. And we just released our first product line and it's, you know, like we're all, always trying to be sustainable and stuff. And, um, but yeah, dude, like, um, totally thank you for taking the time. Cause like I said, I knew you were a busy guy. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really looking forward to it and I apologize in advance. I do got a little cough going on so, no worries <laughs> uh, you can edit that out if i go into a coughing sphere or something <laughs> yes <but>. yeah <laughs> yep. yeah no super happy to be here and uh and excited to chat with you fellow fellow ball player so oh, it's, yeah it's fun. i do i mean like maybe like so that's a good place to start is to jump into the baseball since that was 
your thing. Um, and, you know, like there's, again, like just doing research and, and reading, like there was one article that I read that said you were definitely fat going, you're going to be a major league pitcher. Like you threw heat, man. Like you, you know, I think your career stats, you were almost a strikeout and inning in the minors. And um, then unfortunately had, had shoulder um, mm. and thing that kind of derailed. Was that like, I mean, let, we can talk about your, your, your pro career and stuff and, <clears throat> and go into that, but that idea of, cause a lot of the, the athletes that I talked to that, and, you know, I remember my, my career ended at Ohio state because I quit. I shouldn't have been in school at the time. I had an opportunity to get drafted out of high school, which is what I should have done. My parents wanted me to go to school, but mm -hmm. when that end happened, was that transition for you pretty seamless because you'd started doing the creative stuff like in the off season or what? I mean, obviously yeah. when, when you're, you're defined as an athlete, like when that ends, <laughs> it's kind of hard. For sure. Yeah. Was, um, so for me, it was actually, it, I think it made it a lot easier to hang them up um, because, of, because of the shoulder injury. So I got a shoulder injury in, I think it was 2015 and then I, maybe 2016, it, it's all a blur now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I had to rehab for two years. So for two full years, I was just rehabbing at the facility. And I don't know if you've spent any time rehabbing. I'm sure some of your listeners and fellow athletes have, but for baseball, you know, we're based out of Florida. So we show up, um, our spring training was based out of Florida for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so you show up, you know, seven in the AM and you're done with your day at, at, at noon like that there's only so much you rehab you can do so i mean my days from noon till i went to bed was all like okay what's next what's <laughs> next like if if this doesn't happen and and it kind of progressed because when i first got injured it was just a slight little something in the shoulder it was a very minor thing um <clears throat> you know i did everything for rehabbing i went from cortisone shots, I got stem cell therapy that, which back then was kind of really starting to break into, um, I guess the known media. Yep. Um, I had an opportunity to, to get it, uh, I guess for free, which at this point, maybe it was a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but, um, anyways, did that, did all the rehab and it just, it would not get better. Um, no matter what I did. So I had really high hopes, like when I first got injured, you know, uh, I'm going to come back, come back. And then, you know, as a year goes by, a year and a half goes by and it's not getting better. That's when I started to really, okay, from noon till I go to sleep, what's after baseball. And that's when art really, um, when I really kind of developed a plan to what I wanted to do after baseball and kind of before that, um, to, to go back, you know, I've been doing art for my off season job. Um, I played eight years for, for the blue Jays, uh, minor league teams. And, you know, most players, they, they teach lessons in the off season. For me, I, I kind of felt like I almost have split. I'm not split personality, but I, I'm two different people. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, Oh shit. Does that mean I'm a split personality? too? <laughs> like, uh, I and during the season, I'm 100% in on baseball and I love baseball, but I need a break. Like, I do not want to be defined as only a baseball player. And during that off season is when I really devoted myself to art. And I, you know, started with selling paintings, realized I'm not a good enough painter to make that a career or a living. <laughs> <laughs> Making a couple hundred bucks on a painting that I spent a week on just isn't going to cut it. <laughs> So um, from there, I kind of thought outside the box and, and knew I kind of wanted to get into sculptures. Um, I just love being able to really carve things and use my hands more like painting or you're using your hands, but it's it's very delicate and precise. I wanted to get sweaty. I wanted to work. Well, you and, could do you could do like my thing over here, which is a is a hybrid sculpture painting, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly no, yeah, and I do some of that now. So yeah, that's um, I just wanted to get my hands dirty, you know, yeah. and um, so then it kind of led into sculptures, and and that's kind of how that started. So <clears throat> I guess I don't know what the original question was, but to get back to 
how um, I transitioned, it was it was kind of a lead up until I retired from baseball. So it was it wasn't like not an artist at all to like straight art full time. It was definitely a gradual lead up and kind of gaining experience over my baseball off seasons. Were you like, were you doing, you didn't take you, you were, were you a psychology or yes. Psychology. Yeah. Okay. Psychology major at San Jose state is where you went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, were you taking, like, did you do art growing up? Like, I think we all do, but like, did you like stop like, and then kind of re-engage it? back or were you kind of like doing it consistently without anybody really knowing yeah um so probably to kind of get back to your point of 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 me not considering or both of us not considering ourselves artists but just you know athletes that that like making things growing up even when i was little i was just making things and i was always drawing in class so i never i never thought that as art i was just like i'm bored i'm gonna make something so (laughs) You know, um, I was fortunate enough. My dad was kind of a um, a do-it-yourself guy. He did everything around the house. So he had just a a wall of tools in the garage. And I used to get to play with them. Like, and he used to show me how to work with everything. So that was kind of how I I learned tools and, and learned how to just kind of make things with my hands. But I really didn't get into, so to speak, art. Um, until I was, I was a, I was my first year of uh, junior college and that was super random. Um, my, I was still living at my parents' house, going to Juco, uh, playing baseball and football at the time. Wow. And, um, there's this koi fish painting. We had a little office and there was this koi fish painting in the room. And it was, it looked like a, honestly, a five-year-old did it in about 10 minutes. Like it was, <laughs> and, and I grew up with this picture for my entire life. Like never thought anything of it, never even really looked at it. But I just remember one day I just walked by and I'm like, it's in a nice frame, like in a good prominent spot. And I'm just like, why is this painting here? Like who, like, a co- like, why do you even have a koi fit? Like it doesn't match anything. And it's just like, again, just like a little scribble of a koi fish. Right. Um, and so then I'm like, mom, like, let What's me go the deal? out. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you have this? <laughs> so I've, I told my mom like, Hey, I'm going to paint something uh, and we're going to put it here. <laughs> so I, I went out and I bought my very first set of acrylic paints, a little canvas. Didn't really know how to paint or mix at all. I knew how to draw because I would always draw in class, but didn't really know painting. But that was kind of when I first just experimented and I did a little ocean scene. It turned out pretty like, well, looking back now, it turned out terrible, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, you know, it was good for, for my first one at the time. And then a couple of days later, there was like a family friend that came over, they saw it and they liked it so much that they actually bought it from me. So I was like, like, okay, (laughs) all right. Um, But to get back to that, it was just fun. Like painting was just really fun and something completely foreign to me. Um, just to kind of think nothing but the task at hand, just painting. It was fun. And that's kind of how my, my art career really started. So from then on, I would do like a painting every couple of weeks and try to hone my skills, watch YouTube, uh, Mm -hmm. of other prominent painters and try to, you know, learn from them, learn tips. Um, and, and that's really how the art side started. It was all just painting scenery, um, on canvas and then surfboards because I was, um, avid into surfing and the ocean and my local area was, I I was born and raised in San Jose, but we were 25 minutes away from Santa Cruz, which is like surf town USA. So I would fix up old surfboards, paint local scenes on them and then sell those. So that was. That was my first two um, off-season jobs I had while playing was was fixing surfboards and wow. Playing. Do you surf too? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been surfing for a very long time. Love it. There's nothing like yeah. it. I love. I, it. I in my head, I'm a fantastic surfer, but <laughs> I know I'm not. I don't have that skill. I've never had that like skiing, skating, anything. I'm from Ohio originally, mm. obviously, and went skiing a couple times, but I just don't have that that thing. So you, okay, so you went to Juca, going back to like some of the things you were mm-hmm. saying, I'm like 
putting in my head. Um, where did you go to JUCO? And, and what, like, that, one of the questions I always ask people is like, did you play other sports growing up? Obviously mm-hmm. you did football. Did you play basketball as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's the, the, the typical, yeah. But I mean, what position do you play in football? I was, so in high school, I was tight end and then defensive end. And then in college, I was just tight end. And that was, I mean, I was always big. Like I've been six, five, 230 pounds. Well, now I'm, I'm quite a bit over that, but (laughs) I was, I I remember I was a sophomore in high school. I was six, five, 230 pounds. So, um, I, I played all the sports, all the sports were being big is a benefit. I played. (laughs) So, I, yeah, I was a quarterback and I was, I guess I was 5'10. And I ended up quit, quitting senior year because I, I just got, I got tired of getting hit. I tell the, I told this to pro football players all the time. I was like, <laughs> I had no problem hitting people, but man, getting hit sucks. <laughs> I mean, like as a tight end, I, you know, it's like I was the one that threw the bad passes to you that you had to make and get just blasted <laughs> over the middle. So, no, but it's it um like that leads me into that that question like it had to be like really cool for you in terms of your first kind of entrance into the and I'm air quoting art world was through Gallery 85 with Vernon Davis where again like a tight end like a nice connection mm-hmm. but also a professional athlete that also is creative and I mean that's the one the one cool thing for me when Chris and I started and, and Daryl started this company is finding out how many people like yourself that are creative and, and do this in a serious way. And it doesn't even have to be a serious way. Like you mentioned like sitting there drawing and stuff and, and the painting idea. And like, I, I, I think I mentioned this to you the other day. I'm a professor at Virginia Commonwealth as well. And I've actually started classes slash a program here that is called art and athletics. It kind of mirrors what we do at the abstract athlete. So I get to work with a lot of student athletes and that thing that you said about that joy, that love of being able to paint and, and it was just fun. It's like, I say that to them all the time because you and I both know, like being a student athlete is tough, man. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like constant, like you wake up your, you're going to practice, then you lift, then you have study table that, you know, you don't have any time to like decompress and do something that is fun. Yeah, and and right? I, I constantly say to them, it's like, it's okay to enjoy this. And it's, it's in, in my class, it's like, it's not a painting class. It's not a drawing class. It's what do you want to do? So mm-hmm. I have kids in there like doing music, like some write poetry, like blah, blah whatever. And it's like, to me, it's like the most rewarding class. And I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but, but, <laughs> but it's like this thing that you can see them like that kind of light bulb go off where like, oh, I'm actually, I like this. I'm allowed to do this. When I do this, time goes like that because I am having fun. I mean, did you, you obviously liked psychology and I think that probably plays into your work in some fashion i'm uh, assuming but is there like do you wish i mean like this is a hindsight thing but do you wish you were taking classes art classes at the university do you like the fact that you kind of you're just doing it on your own like you're you know you're finding your own you're carving your own path for lack of a better way to say it yeah definitely no i um i kind of like doing it my, my on my own Honestly, um, I like being able to just look at other people for inspiration and picking up tips along the way. And um, to get to your class, like, yeah, that that is amazing. And and people don't understand that it is like it may not seem fun in the moment, but what's fun is that you like, for instance, painting you create, you had this blank canvas. And at the end of the day, you created something and it's something that you could look at every single day and, and kind of critique and say, Hey, what could I have done here? What could I have done there? It's just cool and rewarding to, to start from nothing and then have a finished thing that you made yourself. And, and even, you know, while you're painting, you're not thinking of anything else, like nothing else is going 
through your head, but like, is this going to look good if I do this stroke here, something like that. And I think that's really, really um, rewarding. And, and I don't think a lot of people have an outlet like that. Like you think of people's hobbies, especially being an athlete in college, like there's no time for hobbies, but you can sit down for 20 minutes and draw or paint yep. something. And, and there you go. That might be all you need. So um, yeah, that's you hit the nail on the head. I always say this doesn't have to be something you do for 10 hours, 20 minutes a day. Like yeah. it's, it's a good thing for mental health and our health <laughs> in general. Like it's, it's just one of those, those, I don't know. I mean, I like, again, for me, it's, it's super cool to like watch that light bulb moment where the, the students like really get into it. And I think this is a, a, a future thing, but I've been bringing um, some of the people we work with uh, into my class by zoom, maybe next semester, like it'd be cool if you're in, interested to like jump in the class, because again, like you've gone through this whole thing that they're mm -hmm. in the middle of. Um, like I just yeah. had, um, I just had a guy that played for the uh, New Orleans Saints in the classroom and, and he was, and he's in right. the, like, he's like into mindfulness now and meditation and stuff. And at the end of the, you know, like the, the kind of chat we had with the class, he met it, like we meditated as a class. And I was like, this is really cool. That's like awesome. that they get to see. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, again, like I can sit here and talk to the students as somebody that, you know, like that did this, but I'm their teacher. So when mm -hmm. you bring somebody else, <laughs> just like <laughs> it has more impact, I think. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd love to do that. So, cool. No, that, I think it would be, it would be pretty badass. I just, I like that real world kind of, kind of thing, but I'm curious, like, so like you, you talked about getting into this, the sculptural thing um, from, from painting, even though you still kind of paint, but like, you're mm -hmm. more known for your sculptures mm -hmm. and like, really like your, your materials are unlimited. Um, I mean, you've done some kind of commission work. Like I said, the Buckeye thing mm -hmm. that you work directly with Firestone. Um, you've worked like it all. Yeah. Goodyear, whoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that um, um, But you have all, you know, work in different arenas and different, um, you know, uh, other businesses and different stuff. But I'm, I'm curious, like, like how, how did that kind of come about with like this, this idea of like, you know, I use the word repurposing or um, kind of giving life to something that maybe is dead. In, mm -hmm. in our eyes like what it, what was that kind of that first moment where it kind of that switch flipped yeah um well to kind of answer the previous question on on all the materials i do use a ton of different materials and i think that all stems down to me just getting bored <laughs> working with the same thing honestly like i i've sat down and thought about this and and everyone i mean a lot of people ask like why why do you always switch things up? And literally, I don't want to be known as the tire guy yep. or, or the, just the paint. Like I want to do what I want to do to keep it fresh. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be stuck into a, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, a category of one specific artist. And I have to do that. And if I don't do that, it's not yep. gonna, it's not gonna do well or sell well. So yep. Um, kind of how I started uh, my sculpture career is, again, I was always working with my hands and I was doing little sculptures when I was small, but uh, I was living next to a park in St. Louis. My wife was going to uh, SLU and there was a park with like a, a dragon serpent thing out of big tractor tires. And I saw oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I have a gallery that I shot in St. Louis. So I've seen that actually. Yeah. So I saw that. And it just uh, like a spark went off. Like I see these tires on the side of the road everywhere. They're free. I was in the minor leagues, not making anything. I need a cheap material. Let me try and, and form these into a sculpture. And from there, <clears throat> excuse me, I had no idea how to start or what to do, but I collected all these tires. I quickly learned that you can't cut through car tires. They're all steel reinforced. Yeah. I went to motorcycle tires, can't cut through those. I went to smaller <laughs> tires. Finally, I found bicycle tires and I went to all the local bicycle shops and they just have stacks of tires um, because 
in a lot of states it's it's they have to pay to recycle tires so they just they keep just hordes full of tires so i would come home with all those tires i found out how to cut them how to work with them um and probably two months later i had this little jaguar that again looking back it was terrible but for my first sculpture made out of tires it was it was pretty cool yeah and i had absolutely no idea how to make it into the art world my my goal at that time was i want to be in an art gallery or i want to be in an auction house so i don't think i've told this story really but i brought so they have like like christie's auction house or like the big auction houses they have days where like anyone can just bring something in for evaluation so i brought i didn't know that Yeah, it was, um, I had to go to San Francisco for it. But yeah, they have like days that, um, yeah, I mean, that's like an open, almost like an open call to go open call, but it was an all day wait, take a, take a number. And I was waiting, I had to drive two hours to get there. And I was waiting all day long to get seen. And people just had everything. Like I was in line, people had some pots, some paintings, like like not not only art stuff, just anything they thought was of of value for an auction. So I go there and I bring my little sculpture, and the lady just laughs at me. She's like, <laughs> she's like, what is this? Like, well, who's the artist? I'm like, I'm the artist. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, normally you have to be like a very well established artist. Like, you know, maybe uh, one or two artists in the world get to put their art in these auction houses. I had no idea. So anyways, that I got shut down pretty quickly there and, and, you know, put my tail between my legs and drove home for two hours. But after that, um, I made flyers of this little Jaguar and I went to art galleries in San Jose and I, I put the flyer, I either brought it in if they were open, but I think I went when at late because I didn't want to be seen or something. (laughs) I I put it underneath their doors. Um, and then saw nothing of it like didn't didn't hear back nothing and then it wasn't until like three months later i get a call from gallery 85 which was an art gallery that vernon davis ran and owned and they saw my work and they really liked it and that that was like that was a huge highlight of my career i i vividly remember that night my you know my wife and i even popped a bottle of champagne that night we're like we i made it i have a sculpture (laughs) in a gallery did he know? Um, did he? Did they know you were an athlete, though? That's even. Like, they did because okay. I put it. I put okay. my bio in that little flyer with the pictures. So they did because of that. But again, I was like a, two years into the. I was a, a nobody still. Right. Like I mean, still a nobody. But um, uh, so again, like they took on the sculpture. Vernon actually bought that first sculpture. And then that gave me the opportunity to do another tire sculpture. So then I kind of started down this tire sculpture road. Um, and that's kind of how that whole thing started. Yep. No, it's, it, it's interesting. Like there's, there's actually a couple artists that I know from um, VCU that are in, in there's, I don't want to say that's connected. There's a guy named Johnston Foster that uses like kind of different materials in in sculptural way but then there's like a major artist tara donovan that takes like not not like your kind it's like she'll she'll take a or do a piece with just straws but it's like an entire wall of straws like poking you know so it's like that kind of taking that you know like with yours the tire sculptures taking that thing that we is functional in society but taking it to an entirely different place making it beautiful like we don't think about tires in a beautiful way but like these yeah. things you're making are like stunning like and and it, it, you know i think there there was a wood one that i saw that i you like use chainsaws every once mm-hmm. in all correct mm-hmm. and there was something i think in that like like you do you know like beauty is such a weird word in the art world i i tend to use it a lot i think it's a good thing to you know to particularly like i think with what some of the stuff you're doing is is interesting because again like tires are just like functional they're kind of bleh, whatever they're they're not they don't look like anything but no. to take that and manipulate it into like something is it's it 
I just think it is like it's it's a beautiful way to reinterpret something that we look at every day without any understanding of why it should be this if that yeah. makes sense yeah that's one of the the biggest rewards of working with materials like that something that people see every single day but yeah. you take that object and you make something completely different that they've never seen it used before and that's something that's the like the biggest reward is someone going by a tire sculpture and just thinking like how did he do that how are they attached i try and hide everything about how they're attached and how it's a sculpture made out of tires and that's probably one of the biggest rewards is just people going up to it an object that they see every single day of their lives but never seen it in this way and that's that's always rewarding The Abstract Athlete is sponsored by and in partnership with Begin Again Toys. Begin Again Toys is an eco-friendly and educational toy company focused on sustainable ways to explore and play with a goal to inspire children with stories of innovation, adventure, and good old-fashioned fun. For more information, visit beginagaintoys.com. Do you like, are there any artists that you like look at? I mean, I, I, it, it's always fascinating to me. Like I, one of the questions I ask everyone's where I was like people that are influential or different stuff like that. And, you know, like we can talk about the athletic side as well, but like, because like, you know, again, like you, you're doing something that's pretty different. Like, was there anybody that kind of like triggered something for you? Yeah. And this kind of goes back to me, not, considering myself an artist i know nothing about art history i don't i couldn't name more than 10 like legitimate artists right but what i did and everything i learned was honestly on youtube i would search sculptures and i would i would look at clay sculptors i would figure out how they're sculpting with clay i would look at a ton of woodworking videos seeing how are they carving this so there's probably like 20 different people um on youtube that that had you know videos of of how they make something and i would just nitpick and just take information from everyone i could and i literally learned to have pretty much everything from watching um and admiring these people's work on youtube yeah no i think but i think that that's that's a way that I mean, I see a lot of students doing that. Like I teach a freshman class and they're like, they're so it, it is like, I think there's been a shift. Like, I think art history is still important, obviously, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's, it's, I think the way that we learn now is different than we learned 10 years ago. It just mm -hmm. is like, and so like keeping up with how things are moving, because things are moving so incredibly fast to be able to like jump on, you know, and on on the computer and like look at a, a different way to do different stuff like that's beneficial as shit you know i mean yeah. you can still like do it your own way but like to be able to like find different ways to manipulate stuff or what you know what kind is is using an epoxy on a tire a good thing you're like oh, yeah. you know, whatever i mean it's yeah it, it's i remember doing a sculpture god 25 years ago when i was an undergrad at ohio state where I put a bunch of records together. People know what records are anymore, but um, <laughs> and I glued them together. And I think I initially used like rubber cement, and it just didn't work. Then I moved to an, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, and I, but I had to like trial and error that. Whereas yeah. like today, it's yeah. like, okay, this works with this. That you know, it's I, it, it just is the yeah. way of the world. Yeah, you could find out anything now. I mean, even <laughs> if it's super specific, like you can you can learn so much by finding the right people to to watch and learn from. Yeah. Do you uh I do you still watch baseball? I mean, are you still like a sports fan like of sorts? Yeah, um and it's I mean, again, probably similar to you, but I I don't have like a specific team I root for. It's all just players that I root yeah. for and I still have a decent amount of players still playing so it's it's really fun to keep track of them and watch them whenever they're on the local tv if if they're like i have a couple um uh marlins players that, oh, that cool. I've, I've came up with so if they happen to be playing the giants or something where that's on my local tv i 
absolutely love love watching them and it's really really cool no but yeah I'm, i don't yeah i'm well i was gonna say i'm well past that point of people that i played <laughs> against that are in the in the uh in the league anymore who who's like i mean i always love this question because um i tell like you know again this is like a student thing or whatever that i played against ken griffey jr growing up like he was in cincinnati i was in columbus we played in high school against he's i think he's a year younger like who are like some of the people that you face that are just like it's almost like i can't believe that i played against this guy or whatever yeah. you know I, I i don't know it's something weird for me it's like it, it it can go into the sculpture thing as well it's like whereas I, I can't believe i have a piece you have a place in oracle right a piece in mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's like that's got to be almost mind-blowing in some weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and like those kind of things do you, like do they do they hit you like in the moment or is it like an it's, after the fact it's so it's for players let's go to that one yeah. um kind of fitting for this year but i was every single part of my career i was always facing aaron judge for <laughs> since since college um he went to san he went to fresno state i went to san jose state we were rivals from college all the way to AAA, we were facing each other because we were in spring training. We were right next to the Yankees in, in Tampa. So we were literally at every single level. We followed each other at every level. And I faced him, I don't know how many times, but again, fitting for this year, um, he's probably the biggest name that I'll, I'll have competed against. Um, and just, just a great guy too. Like wonderful, wonderful guy. I know. Um, we were in, we actually had the same agent, so we had oh, dinners a couple times and uh, went to the Arizona Fall League. We were on again competing teams there, but yeah, um, he's probably the uh, most prominent player now, I'd say. Um, as far as sculptures in those arenas, like when it comes, I don't I, like. I think it's cool, but so for like bigger projects like that. There's so much, so much paperwork and stuff that has to go into it beforehand. Yep. And there's only a small percentage that you'll actually get it in there. So it's a lot of like let that. I mean, if for every, you know, 10 that come your way, you might get one. I mean, if that. So there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of letdown and there's a lot of paperwork involved. So it doesn't really hit me until a year or two later where it, when it's in there and then someone sees it and they're like, Hey, is this yours? Yeah. And that's like really, really rewarding or to see it. Um, like right now in, in chase arena, I have this, um, well, what did they call it? The, the golden state warriors tree. It's just outside of the warriors locker room. So what's really cool now that I love watching the warriors games, they'll do interviews right in front of it right now. So oh, that's like, I always get to see Steph and, and, and all those guys, do interviews right in front of my sculpture and i'm like yes this is awesome <laughs> i always i always screenshot it and like absolutely make sure save it but um yeah that's that's a very very rewarding and a really really cool experience i think i, I say this a lot um that baseball in particular uh prepares you for the art world in the sense of failure um or, or like you said that that disappointment or whatever because baseball is a failure-based sport mm -hmm. you know like it, it just is and like you know if you're succeed i mean it, you know as a hitter like it's well i mean it's similar in in, in as a pitcher but like mm -hmm. as a hitter obviously you're failing 70 <laughs> percent of the time and you're the top yeah. of your game like yeah. that's and and i think it's okay to fail i mean i think it's actually important to fail as an artist and mm -hmm. fails fail sounds like a bad word but i mean it in the sense like that's how you grow like i think there's that that phrase it's like you either win or you learn mm -hmm. and and i and i think that's a great phrase for art because it's like i don't want to necessarily succeed like i obviously like and you probably have this as well where certain pieces turn out better certain pieces like eh, you know it, it was what it yeah. was it, and i and i think i want those because that drives that next piece for me it's like okay what like you were talking about earlier it's like what could i have done better like how can i how can i do you know because that's the thing i always 
particularly with student athletes or, or people that have not been creative for a while, they just expect to sit down and like create the Mona Lisa or whatever. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Like that's one of the connections to me about athletics and art is both of them are practices, but we don't think about art as a practice all the time. We just think of it as, oh, I just like, I'm being creative, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, but it, like to get better at it, like you have to practice it. You have to yeah. do a daily thing. Yeah, 100%. And it is very unique kind of the baseball and failing. I mean, I don't know what other sports you can fail that many times and still succeed, <laughs> no. but it is such a good life lesson is that, you know, you, you are going to fail and how do you overcome that failure to, to improve? And yep. I think, I mean, just like you said, it, it is a practice. Art is a practice. I mean, if you were to look at my first paintings, my first sculptures, you would laugh. Like it's, it's, <laughs> they were, they were pretty brutal, but um, you need to, you need to do that in order to, to progress and learn and get better um, there on out. Yeah. No, I, it's, I, again, like, I think that that, that understanding of, I just, it's weird to me. Like I, I have a lot of international student athletes here and I talk to some of them about particularly like in Europe and even central and Southern South America, you know, the art is revered. Like where the United States, it's just like, it doesn't have that same sort of respect thing to me, which mm -hmm. is, I don't know why. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not here to like debate why or why not. It's not. And I, I just think it's something where I, I, I wish that we treated creativity in such a better way. And I think people like you that, you know, again, like we're at the highest level as an athlete are now transitioned into this thing are, are great ambassadors for that idea that art is not just important for our health and mental health, but it's important just in society, like in, in terms of like how we understand things. I mean, we're inundated by visual culture, but we don't think about it as a creative outlet. It's, it's bizarre to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even like buildings and architecture, yep. that's all, I mean, I would consider that art, like absolutely that stuff, people that, that see things every single day, like someone thought about that design and, and how that's perceived. And that's, it's really cool. And not a lot of people really think about that. I'm going to have to actually reach out, by the way, I was just looking at this, that article about on the times again, while we're talking and I saw Patrick Powell's name. Yeah. Who, he lives here where I live in Richmond now. Oh, really? Yeah, because nice. yeah, he's from here and he obviously he was living up up north, but he's back here. And we that's predominantly who we talk to when we talk to Vernon is to Patrick and stuff. So do you that's have any I context went, with him? That yeah, that's who I went through yeah. uh, with Vernon's gallery. I mean, he was yeah. the head of the gallery at that yeah. time. So yeah. yeah. I know Patrick pretty good. No, it's, funny enough, he's a a agent, and he has a couple baseball players now. Oh, he does. Yeah, he. I didn't he know that. Some, yeah, he got on some baseball guys, and I think nice. they're having a good year. I forgot the names, but I, I think I looked them up. They were having a good year, so I'll have to I'll have to get on him now again. Yeah. No, it's 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 just funny because he just like I said, he I think he moved here like right back here, right before um the pandemic hit and all that stuff. So, um. So I like what like where do you want this to go? Like what like do you want? I mean, do you want to have like me? I mean, are you wanting museum shows? Are you galleries? I mean, that's or, that's, <laughs> that's a really tough question. So where do I want to go? Um, honestly, like I am very very happy making sculptures right now. Um, what I really want to do is like a big public sculpture. I actually have one kind of in the works, but, um, so there's, there's funds and I'm sure you probably know of this when a new building gets built, there's a percentage that has to go to art. Yeah. Um, and that's how you see all these, these beautiful sculptures in public and roundabouts, all that. So something I really want to kind of get into and dive into a little more is the public art, um, I don't know what you call it. Just just getting into more public art places. There's a great um, there's a great site you might know of it called Call for Entries. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah. I mean it's it's pretty good. Like I'm sure it's not all of them, but it's it's 
Yeah, actually. that's actually what I, yeah, that's what I use. So I still haven't got any of them. And again, it, it's <laughs> a lot of like paperwork and resume and why you want it and all that. So it's a lot of work that goes involved with that, but it's, it's definitely something I want to tap into a little bit. And then aside from that, um, honestly, I just want to keep working with new materials, honing my skills and just getting better and better. Um, yep. And then I do love kind of showing the process of these sculptures. So YouTube has actually been a, a, a growing kind of side business for me, I guess, but not just business. I just like showing the whole process from start to finish so people could see not only how these sculptures are made, but but they could learn and take some tips uh, from it along the way. So I think kind of growing that side of things with, with filming and editing and then kind of kind of teaching um, how these sculptures are made is, is also something I want to push a little bit more. No, I was, I, while we've been talking, like one of the things I've been thinking about is we are, we've, we're in the process of doing two slash working on the idea of doing a third documentary. Um, and I think your story is like documentary worthy. And then you just mentioned doing these things. And I'm, and I'm wondering if that's something you've ever thought about, because again, like, I just think that it's an interesting path. Um, and, and, and including like what you studied, like even studying psychology is kind of <coughs> different than a normal student athlete, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if that's something you would ever consider is like, I know that's like self congratulatory, but like that idea of like having a documentary based on you would be like really pretty fascinating to me because of where you've gone as, as an artist and where you were as an athlete. I yeah. Know. I mean, I've never really thought about it, but um, I mean, I would be honored. Like that'd yeah. be really, really cool. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, again, like I think that there's, there's so much, content in in your story like really just even telling the story of the the painting on the wall like because that's so personal but it obviously resonated with you mm -hmm. and probably like really truly played a part in like where you are now you know i mean that's i think yeah, those, for sure those things are like really like really cool did you i mean you're obviously like, this is, this is your world. This is what you're doing. But have you ever like considered coaching? Like, is that something you would ever want to do? I, I mean, we get asked that all the time. Do you? Like, I mean, just because I haven't. And again, it kind of, I'm, I think I'm still too new from being out of the game. Right. right. Like I, it, it's too recent. Like, I don't want to I don't want to coach right now. <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, all I've done is baseball for so long. I mean, my entire life, yep. it's, it is nice having a little away. bit of a break and getting away. And then at the is second, it hard, like, like on top of that, sorry to interrupt, but like, no, no. like do, do you have, uh, cause I had a problem when I quit, like watching it, watching the game. Like, because I, you know, I still wanted to be out there. Like there was that, I had this, I'm, I'm a former singer too, like in a rock band. And I had that when I would go see other bands play, like, oh, I, you know, I'd rather be on stage. <laughs> and that, I mean, it was that same, did you have that relationship? 100%, like you nailed it, 100%. Especially like my first couple uh, years that I, that I hung them up. I would, you know, watch games and see all my buddies out there and uh, just I wanted to be with them. You know, I wanted to be with them so bad. It's it's easier now that kind of less of my teammates are still playing and I'm getting older. It's like, you know, I, I wouldn't be playing now anyway if I was healthy. But um, like you completely nailed it. Like I wanted to be out there so bad. So it was hard for me to watch because of that. And I think as time goes on, I'll be watching more and more probably because of that. I'm okay um, with yeah, it now. Yeah. I never really thought I never really thought of it that way, but you you really did nail it. Like that's exactly I, how I felt. It's a weird I mean, I think it's it's a it's a com competition competitive thing. Like mm -hmm. and and it's not I mean like not the singing part necessarily 
but it's still like I oh, I just want to be up there singing like so yeah. I think in, in ingrained in in us I guess is is that like that want to like mm-hmm. and I th- I think there's some I go to galleries sometime and I feel that too like it's not to that ex- baseball obviously was I think because it is real com- competition as opposed mm-hmm. to like being a singer or an artist but there is that that thing about I don't say it's about being on the stage, but it's there that drive, that thing that we just loved. Like, I mean, I mean, I still this. I just said to one of my students last night, I, I could go hit baseballs every day still to this day. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I still to this day, I, I love that act of, I mean, like of doing that. I saw one of the articles, there was a thing that you said something like, I don't know if you were living out in, in, uh, in uh, California at the time, but you were going to throw the baseballs with your dad or something. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's just like that, that act of, of play. But I think that act of play again, like of w- I think what you're doing as an artist, the play aspect just has to be a blast because, and not to use this stupid ass term, but like the world is your oyster. It's like that idea of like, <laughs> you walking around and like seeing materials and just like what goes through your head probably is like constant in a really cool way. Yeah. One of the most like rewarding things is just, I love working with chainsaws. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of random, but um, just taking like a solid block and okay. just, you get to do whatever you want with that block to make it whatever you think. And just, just taking chunks off is super rewarding and again it's it's just taking your mind somewhere else you're not thinking about anything else you're just thinking about turning this block into whatever you want to turn it and i mentioned chainsaws because you could just take off a ton of material really quick so it's (laughs) (laughs) that's what's fun about that but um yeah again just it's just rewarding making something from nothing and that's just um it's why i do what i do I always, but I, that's again, like I always compare those things to baseball. I always say coming to, for me, coming to a canvas that is blank, that's a baseball game. Every game is different. Every painting is different. Every sculpture is different. You're coming to this block of wood, like you're going into a game to pitch. Like it's not, there's never yep. been a same game. I had a former professor that used to compare it to boxing, but it's, I mean, it's that same analogy of, of, coming you know air quote blank canvas like literally you're i just i love that that thing yeah and i mean to even break it down further every pitch is different i mean when i'm on the mound you know if i'm throwing a splitter i could try and do everything the same on that next pitch and it's going to be different and it's and it's the same thought that goes through your head when you're making art is you know i throw a fastball and it goes a little bit outside. And now in my head, I'm thinking, okay, let me just tilt my shoulder a little <laughs> bit to the right. And then I'm going to do a little more finger pressure on my pointer finger in a downward motion. And then you see how that next pitch changes. And it's the exact same thing. It's like, you know, if you're painting, you know, what if I mix this, this color and put that here, what is that going to look like? And then what am I going to do on the next one? It's just constantly kind of correcting your previous move and working in a forward progression on that, you know? Yep. Now I, (laughs) we think the same way on this shit. Like it's great. I, I, I like, I just think it's, there's for me having this business uh, smashing my two loves together has been just, I can't believe it actually works. Um, But it makes sense. Like, and I think again, like having you on, like you're you're speaking that language, like in that understanding of the overlaps of you know physical world and and creative world and 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 you know that like the way that we think about those things. And I think it, it it's just it makes so much sense to me. <laughs> I mean, it does, and, you know. But so, like, what? you know, like maybe wrapping up here, like next 10, like 10 years, like I kind of asked you goals and stuff, but like, where, where do you want 
you want you want to get more into the public art thing um i mean more uh, yeah more into the public art and then i've kind of shied away from art galleries over the past couple years um i might want to go back into that route if it's like the right gallery so maybe that route but again i really don't have a definitive answer for you i feel like yeah. i should have these goals like ingrained in my mind but i really don't i kind of go day by day and i just try and get better as an artist uh yep. better as a person and um yeah i don't know i feel weird because i don't have these these five ten year goals but i do know i want to get better yep. and um you know who knows what happens in five and ten i mean i, I don't yep. know i feel like I'm, I'm not answering that or i i feel like i really should have that answer in my head but I don't I, know that you should like I, I like I think you're answering it actually in the best way like I just want to be a better artist and yeah. things are just going to happen I don't think that there is I don't know if somebody asked me what a 10-year goal is I would have an answer either like for the business I want it to you know like grow and and be able to like help people and stuff and do that but as an artist it's like yeah like I I just want to continue making and mm -hmm. I want to, I want to let the, I mean, like, let the chips fall where they may, because it's like those smallest moves in my head become big or bigger moves on the, on the panel. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a weird thing to be an artist, I think, because yeah. I think we're constantly thinking about different ways to accomplish things, you know? For sure. And I know like early, it's easy for me to say like early on in my art career, my ultimate goal was to get an art gallery. Like that is the ultimate goal when I was, you know, just starting out. And I think probably today, a lot of artists, I don't know about your students, but what are their goals right now to get into art galleries or to more I, sell their work? What What's their... It's sell their work, but I don't like, you know, the art galleries, I think they don't understand that until they understand it, that an art gallery takes 50% of your money. And I'm it's like, you know, and that's, I think that's a shock to people. But I'm at the glad same, that you said that. Yeah. yeah. That was, I don't, I want to cut you off. Keep going. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's, it's, I think, you know, like I always tell a, a, a student or somebody that's graduated or whatever, like, what do you want to make out of your work? Like if it's $3,000, well, well, then an art gallery is going to have to sell it for six. Because yep. if you're trying to make what you want to make, you have to understand that they're taking that. So I think a lot of a lot of people are like really going the Instagram route, yeah. um, and, you know, trying to sell, which is not easy either. Um, I think that's the hard part is I'm I'm very talkative, like I've, <laughs> as you can tell, <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to be out there slinging my own work like mm -hmm. um, even yeah. though I could. But it's like that's another job. So it's like, For to me, sure. it's like, you know, and I, I have really incredible gallerists that I, that I work with, thank, you know, thankfully. And actually the one in St. Louis is a huge baseball fan. Like it's awesome. nice. Like we actually went to a game before a, an opening a couple of years ago. Nice. And, and, but it's, it is like, it, I think it's, it's shifting right now. Like mm -hmm. in the, what you're saying is like, I, I think a lot of people are artists are starting to, try to be their for lack of a better way to say it their own brand and and sure. doing their own thing and um and it's i i'm more power too but it's it's just a, it's another job like i don't even have a website personally um just because i i just can't keep up i mean i you yeah. know i have personally I have three jobs basically i'm a teacher <laughs> yeah. i'm an artist and i'm an entrepreneur three you know? full-time jobs yeah. and yeah. a podcast yeah yeah exactly i mean <laughs> And, and, and I actually, I actually produced two other podcasts under the abstract app that we have an abstract doctor's podcast and an abstract veterans podcast. And then awesome. I did, an, do you remember Tony Mandrich football uh, player? I know the name, okay. but I can't. They did an, they did an E60 on him at one, but um, we're buddies. We work with him. He's a beautiful photographer and um, but we we're, I was producing his podcast for a while, but he's kind of, checked out at the moment for doing mm -hmm. podcasts but it is like it's a lot of work but it's like god man it's it's the most fun i've ever had you know yeah yeah that, that's awesome I, man thinking thinking about your work though like i you know like 
you know, it's something that, you know, we do exhibitions. I'm actually going to Ohio tomorrow to take down a show we had up at Ohio State. And we do pop-up things. We've worked with the NFL during the Super Bowl the last couple of years. We're doing something with them. And, like, if you're interested, like, I would love to show your work in a, in a capacity if you, you know, if you would want. I mean. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah. Because it's similar, you know, like, similar people. And that's what we're trying to promote is, like, anybody can be a creative person, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. and in, in our cases, or, you know, a lot of the cases, the people we work with, it's, it's that hashtag more than an athlete, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you said, when you were growing up, you were an athlete. And that's all people knew of you. Like, and I'm sure you're probably in the last couple of years when you started showing your work and getting known for that, like people like, I didn't know you were an artist, right? I mean, <laughs> and because yeah. I, I, I used to get that all the time. Yeah. And now it's, as I get older, it's, I didn't know you were a baseball player. <laughs> it's just, just going to completely swing the opposite yep. direction. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, dude, I, like I said, man, like this, I, you know, I'm glad we connected and I, I really truly, like, I feel like a real easy conversation with you and, um, Likewise. and what you're doing, I think is, is epic. And I'm so glad for me, like when people kept sending me that article, like it's just, it starts knocking down those walls that I think we unfortunately try to build up in society that whatever people think we are, that's what we're defined as. And like, so even though the article is built up like, this is an athlete, but he also yeah. does this. <laughs> it's still like good to have that out in the world because it's, it, it promotes that idea is like, even if you're, you know, like an accountant, you can go home and paint. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you have time to, to practice something and get better at it or not, you don't even have to get better at it. Just something that you enjoy. You yep. don't have to be one thing. You can be multiple things and it's yep. all good, you know? Yep. yep. Um, and then I always ask this question because I either write new music for each episode, or if you know any musicians, it would be want to donate a song to the episode but what kind of music do you like man i listen to everything <laughs> nice. honestly you cool. can pick whatever you want i listen to absolutely everything okay <laughs> cool no because maybe i'll just drop one of my old songs on there and yeah it's more, more it. of like a sound gardeny pearl jam kind of love music it and stuff yeah but, i want to hear that but um no, dude, like, I, again, like, I, I'm glad, like, I know you're a busy guy, and I really appreciate your time, and, um, and as I said, I look forward to talking more. We have some, some upcoming exhibitions, and I'm actually talking to my St. Louis gallerist about doing something potentially next, um, next summer, so I'll, I'm going to throw in a couple of your works if you're down, just so nice. you can see it, and, um, and, like, hopefully it'll come about, and, um, but like I said, I, I just, I, these conversations to me, A, are an absolute blast, but I just think they're important too. And yeah. I like, really appreciate you doing it. So Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This was a yep. blast and I, I love what you're doing um, and keep doing it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> totally. I'm going to be listening. I, cool. listen, I listen to podcasts all day long in the shop. Nice. So now, I'm gonna, now I got a backlog and I'm going to listen <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> oh, there's a hundred of them or something. There's I have a, couple, a lot there's a there's a couple of baseball guys in there. Um, yeah. work, we work with Brett Tomko, who's an amazing painter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually had Nick Swisher on, which was, for me was a blast because he's a Buckeye. So actually nice. when he came on, I started playing the battle card like right off the bat. And he just started <laughs> laughing. So, um, but, but cool, dude. Yeah, and if you, I always say this too. Like if you know any other artist, athletes or athlete artists, don't hesitate to connect us because um, – I'm always, always adding new, um, new people to the, to the rotation. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, brother feel better first of all, and <laughs> Thank thanks you. for doing this and I'll send you some promo stuff, um, in the next week or so. And I think this is out in, I think two, three weeks. So, okay. And I'll awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And thanks cool. for having me. Yeah, brother. Be good. All right, man. All right. Thanks. Bye. Later. cannot tell you how much I love that conversation. Obviously, for me, I can talk baseball and art all day long. So personally, it was just a blast. 
Blake is just truly an epic human, uh, an incredible artist. Love what he is doing with the repurposing aspect of his work. Incredibly innovative and thoughtful work. So glad we connected and really looking forward to collaborating in the future. Remember to make sure to follow Blake on Instagram at BM Sculptures and go check out his website, blakemcfarland.com. Remember to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com for information and news and check out Begin Again Toys also for our new product line. Do not forget to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.